this is Richard Wilson speaking. Thank you for downloading One Foot in the Podcast. Hello, and we're back with Series 1, Episode 2, The Big Sleep. This is the re-review run I go through with fellow guests. As you recall, first two series was just me. Always vowed to go through them again with my lovely listeners. This week, I've got my absolute G on. It's Simon Smith. Welcome, Simon. How are we doing, Tom? Good to be back on... Um... On the podcast again. It's great to have you. And not only are you just Simon Smith, the Simon Smith, uh, a dad again. Uh, congratulations. Second time, yeah. Tallulah Grace. Yeah, that's my Tallulah Grace. daughter to go Beautiful on name. So. And uh, so Tallulah and Harris. Harrison's your eldest, obviously. Harrison's and what, eldest. You, what you and your wife conclude? We've now got uh, Harry and Lulu as uh, for Harry Harry Enfield's um, TV programme. Yeah. So yeah, you're familiar with that sketch of Harry and Lulu who are uh, little toddlers oh, who fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> but we just didn't realise that at all when we when we when we named her. And then we're kind of working out a shortened name for her and went sort of Lula and then just went, Oh Lulu works. And then <laughs> oh Harry and Lulu. So, yeah. <laughs> we, you, we we were discussing it weren't we um you mentioned it to me like how they actually filmed that. And it's bizarre, isn't it? Because yeah I, I still don't know. Like is it just large um, it, it must be, it must be maybe chairs. different size lenses. They film with, you know, they can do a lot of work with lenses. They do something similar with Little Britain. You know, remember the um, Dennis oh. Walkman sketches? Yeah. <laughs> Write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. They did exactly the same there. Obviously, I'm hoping that was a homage to Harry Enfield. Because uh, these days, you, you just go CGI, computer oh, yeah, graphics, and it just gets bored. But in the in the early mid nineties, I don't think Harry Enfield and Chums would have had that kind of technology. Well, they might have done actually, because you you think the sorts of films at the cinema which had well, CGI you, and other bits. Pieces. If you remember the Borrowers TV program, I do. Yeah, that was that guessing that was all done for real. That was about the same time. No CGI then, you know, whatever. That was probably yeah, similar sort of things. Maybe the BBC used the same technology. Uh, who knows? But... Not only are you a uh, a recent new dad again, you, my friend. Uh, don't forget your goodbye gherkins the Men Beaving Badly podcast yes yes, MBB speaking of Harry Enfield yeah nice little link across there from Harry yes into series two now of of Men Beaving Badly if anyone uh, would like to come on as a a guest please do it'd be great to to chat but we've got some people lined up but I I enjoy doing it it's a great thing to do to review and um, yeah look, look back on uh, I wouldn't say underrated sitcom I think it does it is, is rated fairly well but not talked about as much, you know. Same, same, same premise you had, Tom, with doing this podcast is to talk about these shows more, isn't it? And it's possibly even spoken about even less than one foot because the sitcoms that have got that bit of depth to them, you know, where you've got your uh sad moments, your sorrowful moments, yeah. they're going to be there's more talking points. But yeah. with Men Being Badly, there wasn't really any sad moments, it's all silliness, and no, no, great one liners, and and it's all about relationships. And uh, I think it gets even less credit. I think I think you're right. I think because it came and went so quickly, it, it, you know, six years. People forget that I had one of the shortest runs of a of a sitcom, um, mm. you know, a successful sitcom, let's say. And it's resisted the temptation to come back. It's kind of cocooned back in the '90s. It's very much a product of the '90s. So you know, if you want to talk about '90s, then then you know, people think maybe even badly. But you know, we're 25 years on now for pretty much from when the series finished, um, and there's been no kind of reunion or anything like that so yeah so so similar similar to one foot but you're right i think one foot had a lot more pathos in it didn't it and, and a lot more i don't want to say better written i think they're both really well written but just differently written wasn't it yeah, yeah. one foot uh, one foot sorry maybe badly played very much for kind of laughs and smutty laughs and um yeah uh, some development you know gary gary moves on as a character uh, tony arguably 
doesn't, but you know, he's he's just there for, for pure comic relief, isn't he? Um, it was written how it's supposed to be, and it's it's a yeah. great it's a great show. Yeah. And I'm so glad you're doing the pod because uh, ah, I was, I was asking. Thank you, thank audience. you. Yeah, it's, it's it's a joy to do it. Kind of getting into getting my teeth into yeah. series one and two, which arguably people know less about. Yeah. So it's nice to do it to kind of re-educate people about it a bit almost or introduce it to people perhaps, you know. Exactly, yeah. I, I was asking listeners every so often, because someone out there doing a, a Member Even Badly pod or an Early Doors pod mm-hmm. for my selfish benefit mm-hmm. and Royal Family, but there's Royal Ramble pod. But for 90s sitcom, there's the Britcom pod, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's British shitcom podcast. Yeah. So there is there, it does cover 90s stuff, but dedicated yeah. podcasts for, for actual 90s sitcom is... Uh, what? I mean, I'd love to see a British Empire podcast because, again, that was another fantastic yeah. series, all 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 trapped in the nineties. Um, yeah, that 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 would be great to see a Rising Damp podcast. And Dazzer, our good mutual friend, yeah, he, he's a big fan of Rising Damp. There's 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 lots to mine there, isn't there? There's lots of sitcoms to look at. So, one, yeah. of my, one of my listeners, Dan, um, he he's a big Rising Damp fan. All right. Yeah. So, and also on your pod, you you have you had Nick Maloney, who I'm very jealous that you had him because yes, Laverick yes. and Mr. Maloney, the mechanic guy. Um, that's he great. great. And he introduces your pod now, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he does it far better than I did it. So until I get someone who can do it even better, <laughs> yeah, he's staying there at the minute. Um, yeah, I've contacted a few of the get other stars uh, or stars people who've been in the show and and just just trying to see see who's interested. But I think you know once a build up. A, a bit more back, not background, more episodes and stuff. I'll try and go for the big hitters, you know, Mr. Nye, Mr. Enfield, Mr. Clunes, even who knows, you know. I never thought I'd get idea, so you will get because I didn't, I didn't think I'd ever get the big boys on yeah. and, and girls, and yeah. I, I did somehow. You just got to ask You've and keep asking right. until You've they get give in, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Should we get down to scene one of The Big Sleep? The Big Sleep. So, Ed, I, sh- I wish I've... I don't do this on every episode, but I, I always mean to, to reveal... Not reveal, like it's not known, but just confirm the airing date. January the 11th, 1990. Forget um, how close this is to the start of 1990, like. It was obviously filmed in the 80s, wasn't it? Which makes no difference at all, really. But we think of it as a '90s show, but actually, it was those first episodes were filmed in in the late, late, late 1980s, weren't they? So. Yeah, it, it would have been filmed in '89, but that's why they could, they could bash out two series in 1990. Yeah, that's um, it. That's and it. then a, sure. uh, the following year, I don't know, that yeah. year was a, was a, was it? Who's listening in the end of? Uh, yes, who's listening? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And we put her in the living tomb and all those, all those episodes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 27th of December was uh, Who's Listening. It's between that and Algar for favourite special. Yeah, I, very, very then, good. Then I keep changing my mind. I go, no, Endgame. Oh, no, Starbound. They're, they're all so good. But I, at I Christmas time, Who's Listening is on. Is in my top five of Christmas special, sit, British sitcom Christmas specials I go to. So yeah. you've got Vicar Dibley, Christmas Lunch Incident, Fools yeah. and Horses. They're, they're all Christmas specials, aren't they? But any, any one of those. And then I will definitely have one for Who's Listening on. I've got to ask you then about who's listening. I've always thought this, and I, I know when you did the review, I was hoping you'd mention it. I don't think you did. It's probably only me that's picked up on it. Do you think Victor's, well, Richard Wilson's got a, a sore throat in that episode? Yeah, he's definitely got a cold, hasn't he? He has, thank you, because it's he just sounds a little bit more nasally. I mean, you might have mentioned it, actually, I don't know, but yeah. But, um, he's definitely, he definitely he's... sounds a little bit different and, and just distinct that episode. It does, it does stand out for me, that one. Yeah. Starring a James Kegney. 
Yeah, that's in the video it. shop. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Very distinct, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder maybe maybe Dun Macbeth or something just comes off the stage a big run of that and he like lost his voice on stage for having to Yeah, it could have been. It <laughs> it could very well have been. I mean yeah. a Christmas special were usually filmed at the end of summer, aren't they? Into yeah. into that yeah. early stage of autumn where everyone's getting a cold. So perhaps uh he just suffered he was suffering from a cold during the yeah. filming. That was just a completely irrelevant aside, but it's just always Well it's not it's one foot one. related, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's always intrigued me. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say Wisdom of the Witch is my favourite Christmas one. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? And Christmas. people might, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see me um, teasing Phil Daniels, um, oh, yes. Melvin. Yeah, get, get Phil on. Get he, Phil on. He, he's, he's teasing. He, he sort of, sometimes he replies, he'll put a tweet out, anything random about what he's doing. And yeah. I'll say, oh, that, that sounds like something we could discuss on the podcast. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. not me back, but if I can get Richard Wilson on, for goodness sake, I feel like I could get this guy on, who's who's yeah, a exactly. great actor, and yeah, I I've loved him in Time, Gentlemen, Please. He's brilliant. He's Mister Mister Partlight as well. Yeah, yeah. In the Blur video. <laughs> he's great. We won't give up on that dream. Anyway, let's let's delve in. So um, as we get in, we've got the a very cute Lulu on Simon's <laughs> chest sleeping. It's very sweet to see. <laughs> Listeners, you may hear. The delicate, gentle sounds of a baby sleeping. Okay, <laughs> should be soothing to the ears. Okay, until she starts crying, and even then, she starts crying. In which case, you'll hear a very abrupt cut. And uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the big sleep. Why is this episode called the big sleep? It's, it, I guess it's something to do with um, Victor's kind of acceptance of, of retirement. It's the second episode aired, uh, and the fact that his life's now going to be very different perhaps more slowed down um but yeah i don't other than that it's it's it's, it's a bit it's not an obscure title it's a different kind of title mm. definitely yeah i suppose what do you think? Uh, i suppose it's the fact that the yoga instructor does literally fall asleep and dies true yeah yeah <laughs> um, yeah that's very and there's a few death related things in this episode as there are many episodes but it opens up with a window cleaning lady Oh, yes. um, she is complaining about Victor apparently indecently exposing himself. This is played by a Faye Maguire. Don't really know what else she's been in. I did glance at IMDb. Yeah. And Margaret seems sort of unfazed by it. She's a little bit. Margaret's quite passive in series one, isn't she? Compared I was to what she's just like... going to say to you, I was going to say, I've got it in my notes a bit further down. I think she's almost a bit naive in this series. series. I don't know why. I think some of the stuff she she and we'll, we'll mention it more later on. But some of the stuff she says and lets pass, she wouldn't let pass in later series. And I guess that's absolutely character you know, development that, as well. Though, character isn't development it? is 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 yeah, that's it, isn't it? Absolutely. But you're right. I'm glad you've said that because I got a note later down. And um, there's probably a really good example of it. So I'll, I'll save that. The, yeah, that's 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 fine, mate. No, this this window cleaner annoys me because is she looking for trouble or is she? Because it's, it's it's the curtains have been taken down for a clean yep. or something I can't remember now and I think it's uh, later on this when only a story when Jean takes down their curtains because absolutely filthy apparently and Margaret seemed quite <laughs> peed off of that yeah so it's happening in this episode so she's obviously she does get them cleaned it's like she just seemed very pissed off with Mrs Warboys for getting their curtains down yeah. in that episode but in this it's it's obviously caused this misunderstanding. Yeah. Um mm. and there's you know, Victor's very blase about it. Oh, he's, blase, some, he? he's burning some he's burning junk mail. 
and he's just he dismissing is. it. He is. I enjoy that. The fact that's going on, you know, throughout all of this. Uh, it does remind me of my uncle, actually. He he had a, a, mes- a method of dealing with Reader's Digest and stuff, which was to engage them on the phone for as long as possible and then try and sell them something useless. Like, you know, I've got some old crosswords here. Would you like to buy these? You know. So. I thought you were going to say your uncle decently exposed himself once. Uh, no, to, uh... no, 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 no. He's, not, he's never done that. <laughs> no, not yet, anyway. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, sorry yeah. uncle. If you, if you do listen, you probably... <laughs> yeah. If you do, you don't now. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I, there's a really good line in this, isn't there? She says you were handling your private parts. Oh. <laughs> of course I was handling my private parts. I was drying them with a flannel. <laughs> you expect me to do drape them across the bathroom radiator for half an hour? That's a brilliant line. And he, he'll he's... actually do that in Endgame. To a certain, it when does preempts that, doesn't it? Absolutely. the, yeah, not yeah, the yeah, uh, radiator. Yeah. But... And also Victor's kind of, if you remember in Exterminating Angel Series 5, he's spying on someone across the road with his binoculars. Yes. Trampolining naked. He's fixated so, on it, hasn't he? And Victor's commenting on it and being, you know, oh, this is graceful. So he's obviously changed his tune, hasn't he? Because he was, he was happy yeah. to, to do it in his own bedroom. Um, but then, you know, he's now spying on someone else saying they shouldn't be doing it. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't like how this window cleaner treats victor he's in his own home yeah i mean in, he's clearly uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't pitch him drying his bits whilst you know looking her in the eyes and 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 loving it he's it's it's a misunderstanding on her behalf but she's just kicking up a, a stink for the sake almost for the sake of it yeah but when he says i'm not dirty i'm not old and i'm not a man <laughs> I, a great line, isn't it? <laughs> did he realize he said that last bit i don't know um, yeah I noticed he was showcasing the difficulty of opening biscuits like he, he does in Series 6 when trying to yes. open the blank cassette tapes. Just yes. another one of those David yeah. Renwick things yeah. of like everyday occurrences that get under our skin a little bit and it's oh, opening gosh, the biscuits yeah. in this case. Yeah, no, it's nice, nicely brought back round, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. There's also a bit where he's drying, he's talking about drying himself with the flannel and that's mentioned again, isn't it, later on um, in... in um, or Wisdom of the Witch, where he's talking about how well you dry yourself with a flannel first and then a towel. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Mirror in there. Yeah. Um, obviously, I guess that's one of those things that David Renwick does or feels important to to, to do, and kind of stresses that that's what Victor would do. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like you said she she, she hopes she was he wasn't using her blue flannel just to highlight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> highlighting that thing of like couples uh, use each other's possessions every day. It's that little. It's the yeah. detail in it in the writing. That, oh that, gosh, yeah. Even that. two episodes in, you know, it's 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 that what's the word minutia? That's the word, isn't it? I think yeah. Of life that's yeah. just not just everything's a punchline, you know. Sometimes yeah. it's just the very very small things that people can relate to. And go, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That happens, it? Can't open those biscuits, you know. <laughs> and also the book thing. She mentioned she found a book, a useful book at the library, coping with old age. Oh yeah. Which is not clearly not worked at this moment. Margaret's saying that 60 isn't old, you know, barely started living, which she's absolutely right. Yeah. And Victor's so defeatist, isn't he? He's not. I don't know, in the, in the real, I don't know how many weeks into his retirement we are, probably only a couple of weeks. Yeah, you can't imagine it's long, can you? No, no. But he's, yeah, he's, he's obviously really letting it get to him, isn't he? There's a letter from cousin Jeffrey. It's not the first reference to a cousin, but there's going to be so many throughout. But it's just yeah. a letter stating he's in good health and shape since retiring. So it's almost like Margaret saying, see, he can do it. So you yeah, can do yeah. it. But then there's, it takes a, a bit of a twist. It's actually from Alice. And he, then he had a heart oh, he had a heart attack on the way back from posting the letter. Oh, I know. Yeah, almost yeah. doing a 
Jean here, isn't she? Dropping herself in it with like some inappropriate truths about the reality for Victor and, yes. and how cousin Jeffrey's situation is identical. It's just yes. not needed, really, is it? <laughs> yes, no, not not at all. Not at all. Pretty it's, uh he's pretty wound is. up, isn't he? You know. Oh he is. <laughs> it's just the point where she he she mentions Norman Fowler burning to death in a in a in a, in a abandoned house or something. I um, think so. Yeah. I think if I must have made a note on that. He he takes his offence to a new level though. He sort of lays on the floor displaying his <laughs> aggravation markers comparison. Faulty esque, isn't it, in a way? Oh, it is, um, yeah. I'll, ju- I'll just get on the floor and die now, shall I? Um, I don't know how Mark would have reacted in later series to him doing that, but... Yeah, that actually brings me to the point here, actually, yeah, that I think she's just a little bit more gossipy, naive, or put... I just can't imagine her having the same logic. Yeah. Um, even when it comes to the person who's got the terminal illness. Um, she must know that is that would not go down well about no. Cousin Jeffrey. No. But there we go. No, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost just sort of yeah, just just don't mention it, you know. Yeah. Or, or... There's something about uh, Jeffrey's sister Lucy. She contracted a terminal illness or measles, yeah. and she f- fell off a cliff. So yeah. <laughs> but again, that's that's just another example, I think, of where like later on, Margaret wouldn't have fallen for that. Yeah. Wouldn't have you know would have been like, well, that's clearly not a terminal illness, you know. So it's, it's yeah. artistic license, isn't it? Because yeah, this is this is. Mate. Any writer of, of any sitcom, they probably just find their feet with these characters. There's glimpses of Margaret in this first series, how she will act in later series. It's just she's mostly very, she's very sweet and innocent. Yeah. And and she is very passive, but she doesn't take any crap later on down. Um, no. But the, the, the Meldry's off to the, the funeral, actually. It's only it's arranged for, they say, Wednesday afternoons. So that's happened quite quickly. Mm. And she very assertively... This is actually less passive. She certainly says, you know, you're not going to wear your top hat again. <laughs> Compares him to Freddie, Freddie, Freddie Frinton. Frinton. Freddie it, Frinton. Yeah. Which, <laughs> was it the, the same top hat he wore in The Worst Horror of All? I don't know. When yeah. he was a, a doorman, I don't know if it's the same That's one. Right. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. moving on to the out, outside, sort of a scene two, Victor's picking up Chris Packets as ever in the garden and the neighbours playing a bit of loud music. And of course, oh. he asked them to turn up sarcastically. I can Pretty relate point. to that, mate. I can relate to troublesome neighbours, definitely. Not, not now. You've so. had you've had some Hastings bad experiences, haven't you? So. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you moved on from that, though, because uh, that was yeah. a nightmare, wasn't it? Definitely, mate. Yeah. Actually, we don't really see Victor's neighbours, do we? In this, We don't, this no. Um, be interesting so to you... know if... if, if, if I, Presumably would have had a Patrick and Pippa one side and um, Mr. Yeah. Sweeney. Although Mr. Sweeney is obviously in the first episode, but he wasn't a neighbour, clearly. No, we're guessing he's at Riverbank already at that point, isn't he? Mm. Um, or he's, he's, he's going to move. No, it must be because he says, oh, you know, um, he's, he knows about the old guy, doesn't he? Mr. Mr. Gittings. Gittings. Do, you, do you think, though, here's, here's a question for you then. Do you think if Wingate Drive... Wingate Avenue, it's debatable which one they mean, was yeah. used. So if Warnford Road in that part of Warnford was used for yeah. six series, would Mr. Ooh. Sweeney being present as just the guy from the outward bound for the LD scheme every so often, or would he eventually move next door to have that dynamic? It's a really good point, man, actually. It's a really good point. I think maybe it was a blessing in disguise they, they didn't film there then because mm. it just it made it so much easier to, to have. Yeah. One, yeah. one, one, one neighbor, one side, one neighbor, the other side. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good. Yeah, I never thought of that. That's that's a really good point. Yeah, you probably would have had to have him just come back 
But then does that make sense for him to come back? Because Victor's just told him to piss off. And it's very you know, true, like, yeah. He would never he would never cross paths with Victor again, wouldn't he, unless Victor moved house or he moved mm. in, moved to Victor. So it's all meant uh, to be, isn't it? It's all meant to oh, be. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because Victor's again, I first I actually noticed it watching this episode. Victor's in a semi-detached house, isn't he, in this series? Not not yeah. a terrace. So you don't see and, and the trouble's coming from the other side, not the semi-detached side. So yeah. you're guessing, well. They're the ones who are the trouble. So, what are the ones like next to him? Does he get on well with them? I don't know. Just the, well, is, well, it, is it mentioned got... in the book at all? Does it come up in the book? Anything to do with his neighbours? Well, the new book. Uh, well, the old one. Um, the old, I've read the, the old, old one, one and I can't. I couldn't tell you. I don't. All I right. don't think any any specific neighbours referenced right. that we haven't heard of before. But he's got a bit of a reputation in this part of where where they live because he gets the graffiti on the wall. Yeah. So. <laughs> And of course, when 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 in the first episode of series two in Luton Airport, no can you scream, the neighbours get really hostile with him. Yeah, they're making do. a racket. You again? So they, he's, oh, yeah. they've obviously he's been at war stuff. with that part of the neighbourhood. <laughs> yeah, he oh, does mention really as well in the episode with the bees. They are retired to Bedlam. There's someone's looking. Someone always looks out of her bedroom window. This, this yes. time of the day, she'll yeah. these or something. Yeah, you're right because I I was reviewing that episode the other day, doing my uh. All right. My homework, and I yeah. remember writing down that character's name. Who's I can't remember. I can't remember. I, yeah, it's just a throwaway name, isn't it? But, um... but as Victor's outside, of the the neighbours are turning up the music, but then they, it comes right back down again to almost the point you can't hear it. Yeah, he, be, he begins like a, a mini companionship with a. Is it a baby? Is it a robin bird? Baby robin. Yeah. 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 He, he tries to reason with it to you know, crap on the <laughs> the other side of the fence, feeds well, him it a worm. Yeah. It's a semi-monologue in a way as well, isn't it? In that he's kind of almost because he knows the bird can't surely he knows the bird can't really hear him, so he's almost just expressing his, his thoughts out loud, isn't he? Which is yes. out yeah. of the trial, isn't it, really? You know, the next time we'll see him do that properly is the trial. Yeah. Which is, which is a masterpiece. So it, yeah, it's really nice to, to to hear actually this this and this, again this early on in the series to to, to do to do that, to have a character pretty much talking to himself. Or a bird, you know, is uh, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Different way of doing it. Back in the kitchen, seven chocolate wrappers that he has in fact found, and there are two visits for Victor. Mark yes. suspects it's to do with the complaint from the window cleaning woman. Obviously, sign of the times as they they clearly weren't that asked or took the complaint seriously. But when those two presumed cops turn up, they are these days you'd fear for even having an online opinion mm-hmm. or opinion online, shall I say. But these, two, the, we think they're two cops. So of course, <laughs> the twist is they're a couple of Jehovah's Witnesses, but they are so, actually coppers in their in their professional lives. So yeah, let me just yeah. So you think they are actually coppers because they they say the line, but I don't know whether that was a joke or not because surely they would investigate him if if they if they were coppers or would they just not? Are, are I just they, think, I just don't think they no. I they're just round they there the by aspect ahead of the kind of legal moral aspect. You know the fact they want to. Wait, kind of, he, they want to talk about they want to talk about obscene behavior <laughs> talk about the lord's work and how he views sexual deviance so you're led to believe as an audience viewer and victor yeah oh i'm i'm in trouble here but i don't think they know anything about it it's pure coincidence that they're on oh, the day off oh, so all oh, right okay how do you think the lord feels about so much sin and wickedness in his holy kingdom on earth if we look at proverbs 6 verse 12 i think we can find the answer a naughty person a wicked man walketh You're Jehovah's with a Witnesses. <laughs> You're bloody Jehovah's Witnesses. You're a policeman. Well, 
We are policemen. But on our days off, we work for God. Let <laughs> me just read you something, sir. It's always it's, it's a question I've always had whenever I've watched this episode. I didn't know whether they were actually coppers or whether they were just having a sort of yeah. kick out of him and saying, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, we are, but we, on our day off, we work for God. Yes. You know, a bit of a quip. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah he's... I suppose only only David would know the real answer, but yeah, it could. I imagine it probably is absolutely that that it is. They are um, I, actually coppers, and just... I assumed so. But yeah. it's, but one, it's worth asking him, isn't it? But Victor's... either way, Victor's bricking it, isn't he? he he's, it. and he's moment, very stressed. He's, he's, he's getting like <laughs> palpitations or something. Yeah. He's yeah. He, we know he's a hypochondriac, but he can't. He's trying to feel for his pulse, and yeah. We see a lot of this throughout the series, which brings us up to the... They go to the community health centre to do a bit of yoga, to probably to combat his stress. Yeah. And the yoga lady is Kay... Is it Kay Adshed? Adshed. 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 I recognise her. She's a very established actress. She's yeah been around the, the block, ladies. but she Sorry. Dinner Ladies yeah. is, is the first thing I can think of, but she's been Christine. in Coronation Street and loads of stuff, isn't she? Yeah. This Seems like... to be she's a, a producer and script, stage writer, stage uh, script writer now. So I think she does more behind the scenes because her IMDb, I think it seemed to sort of slow down, didn't it, from what I could see. Yeah. I mean, uh, she must be in her 70s now, probably, six, late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this gym class, is, it's like an over 60s type class. Some of the, the group are going through their ailments each. and Oh, yeah. And there's... Hil- Hillary Mason, the elderly lady. Oh yeah, she's yeah, a legend in acting. She's been in loads of stuff. Um, yeah. she, I looked her up. She was in. Do you remember? We we must have spoken about that. She was in Aquila. Do you remember that? Aquila? I remember Aquila, mate. I remember. Eighties kids will remember Aquila. That she theme tune was cool as well. Gosh, wow, yeah. She comes back in one foot as well. She's she's the um, yeah. Pelican Woman, isn't she? The Mad Pelican Woman. Yeah. Um, I, I reviewed that episode with you, mate, two years ago. Crazy. Um, was it two um, years ago? I mentioned wow. it then that she was in this episode. So here we go. It's called Come Full Circle, isn't it? So, <laughs> so she she's got quite a quirky way of communicating with with the um her class and kind of speaks to them like they're children almost, explaining yeah, but patronizing where stroke irritating. It's quite patronizing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do what I'd like to do now, everyone. It's called yoga. And it's very good for folk like us who are not quite as young and nimble as we'd like anymore. It comes from a place called Asia. <laughs> and here. <laughs> here. You can see it being practiced by a senior citizen from the Himalayas. <laughs> that pronunciation of Asia is just brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, we speak about how Victor Margaret's characters look older than their years due to the, yes. their actual generation stress sense. But even in this scene where yeah. they're in their gym gear, they. They still sort of look out of touch. I don't know what it is. It must. I don't know if it's the hairstyle, the hair color, because they got a grey, yeah. ash white hair. You you might find some people in that age might still dye their hair. Potentially, not everyone does, but you feel like some ladies out there might want to keep their youthful looks and dye their hair. Uh, it's yeah, perfectly absolutely. normal too, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. You're a, a last of summer wine fan, aren't you? You're aware of last of summer wine, aren't you? I w- I've got an appreciation for it, and right. some of the old ones. Absolutely. When oh, I say yeah. I mean early mid nineties, yeah, yeah. The early ones. Well, did you spot that's actually Eli sat there? He's 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 the one I didn't know. No. Second. I only noticed it from IMDB that it's Danny O'Day and he plays Eli, but he's not got his trademark sort of um glasses on that he does in, in Summer Wine. Because he ah. was in Summer Wine, he was the kind of pratfall guy who would 
you know, if they needed someone to fall down a, a manhole that's, yeah, suddenly opened, they'd have him walk along, short sides and fall down it. But it was just nice <laughs> to see, you know, nice to see. It, this would sort have of been a time when he was kind of just getting into some more early 90s. Yes. Um, oh, you're a big fan, aren't you? Oh, you went, you, you visited the sets, didn't you? Sorry? You, you visited yeah, the, been the, up, uh, the I've, location. I've done, I've interacted with, there's actually two guys called um, the Summer Winos who are doing, they're not doing a podcast, they're doing a blog. So they're doing all as a blog and they're, they're watching every episode and that's 390 episodes, no, 290 episodes of Summer Wine and they're only up to about 80 at the minute. So they've done, they've done really well. But yeah, I've interacted with them. I've been to a talk they did with a, a cast member from Summer Wine, which was great. So. Nice one. Yeah. yeah sorry, the other side there, but yeah, that's that's, that's okay. No, there, so. no. So the fitness instructor begins to meditate, shows them the basic yoga position. She asks them to keep their eyes shut. Victor obviously can't keep his eyes shut. He's he's annoyed at how long it's taken, and even questions if she's all right. Uh, and his concerns about whether she's all right actually comes to light as she just keels over. Oh, gosh. Are you sure she's all right? Be quiet. <coughs> oh, God. <laughs> she's dead. Oh, no. She can't be dead. She's a bloody health and fitness instructor. Hilary Mason, her character starts to panic. And yeah. Margaret taking charge of the situation. And. She sort of sends them all home, and yeah, yeah. Hillary is 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 still. She's not. Her character is not called Hillary. I don't think, but I'll call her Hillary. She she can be Hillary, can't she? Yeah, she looks she, like Hillary. She's stuck in the position that she was told to sit down in, and then she yeah. faints. And this is a very. I probably, in fact, I probably would have said this when I first recorded this episode. This is very faulty towers. This this line. It's farce, isn't it? It's just it's descended into farce very quickly. Welcome to Stiff City. <laughs> Margaret's speaking to what looks like a nurse. It is a nurse, I think. And Victor's put this old lady in a, in, in a trolley and carts her off. Margaret and the, and the nurse walk off as, as Victor is guided to the end of the corridor to see someone as uh, another nurse goes to call the ambulance. So you've got one nurse calling an ambulance yeah. and then this other apparent nurse taking this poor lady. Yeah. <laughs> and a great mix-up. <laughs> Would that happen in real life? I think the false nurse, the, the phone nurse, should we say, yeah, you had asked the question, so sorry. This what's the what's the problem? You know, mm-hmm. instead of that, she we we will come to learn that she is a makeup artist who just dolls her up, basically. Not to spoil it, but you've all seen it before. But we'll yeah. cover that later in the episode. I did. I did enjoy Victor's offer of assistance to give her a sharp whack. <laughs> yeah. He's about to do it as well. He gets he gets primed, doesn't he? He gets set up. To yeah, slow down, Victor. But yeah, obviously that's something he thinks he knows. I mean, from the medical di- uh, dictionary, that you know that's what that's what to do to get you know someone seized up back going again. But it's a uh, bit of um, a flat end to that scene. I mean, well, they're just thing- overlooking the. Uh, is that now? Is that Bournemouth Town Hall? Is it maybe? Could be. It, it could be a set. I don't know. But when when the when the old lady has come back all doled up, I, it just it does remind me of Jean mix up with a tattoo of her. Oh her, gosh, yeah, I'd thought of that. Yeah, her yeah, teeth, yeah. her denture, her similar teeth there, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. yeah. X-ray scan, but yeah, there's a similarity there. It's it, it's all right. It's not my favourite scene. I'll be perfectly honest. It, it it's I feel like it goes on a little bit too long, but then it has to kind of introduce the um yoga element to it and the fact yeah. that she doesn't pass us out but yeah it, it it doesn't 
sound terrible criticizing it. I'm not, but I just, you know, what I mean, I think overall that's for me slight, slightly weaker part of that, of that mm. episode. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it does lead in some some much funnier yeah. stuff coming up. Following scene across between the well, it's a mix of the garden and the living. Victor's continuing to feed us his new friend, proper little feast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, inside they're getting they're actually getting ready for this cousin Jeffrey's funeral. Margaret's unhappy with his choice of shoe wear, much yeah. like how she's unhappy with anything he wears, really, was the Noel Evans sweater in a later series. But yes. he, he's there's a funny bit here with, with the shoes he's got on because he doesn't like the black shoes. You're not going out in those. What? What happened to your best black ones? I haven't broken my black ones in yet. It's like walking with your foot in a bacon slicer. <laughs> Every step shaves another two inches off your heel, I'd be in agony all day. I feel like shoes like that don't exist anymore because I used to have that every so often with shoes and I any I buy cheap shoes trainers you know casual footwear and I never seem to get that that doesn't seem to happen anymore I think they're a lot softer back now on them aren't they yeah Mm. I'm not with you on that mate I remember school shoes always like the first week of wearing new school shoes you get blisters and stuff yeah but yeah Yeah. it's not anymore it's gone so yeah you're right he's um more hypochondriac related matters he he feels two lamps that Two lumps, two lumps in the back of his head. Yeah. More reassurance for Margaret. They're just your glands. She's actually starting to show. We, I know we spoke about how passive she she is in series one, but she is starting to show those early signs of distress around Victor with his upright yeah. ways. So she's yeah. it's building up to it. To be fair, straight into the next scene. It's, it's the living room again. They're back from the funeral. Je- <laughs> Excuse me. I was just laughing. Jeffrey was an an atheist. I know I found that funny. Um, <laughs> it I think a it's particular burial, wasn't it as well? It's, yeah, it's yeah, Margaret like reflects sinking a fence post. <laughs> yeah, Margaret reflects on it being an interesting change to the usual hypocrisy. Of course, uh, yeah, I think no. So Victor says he could he could have done without the head of philosophy department saying how there was no life yeah, after twenty right. minutes or something. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Me and the edit suite here. Obviously, I <laughs> said that wrong. I meant to say. The philosopher spouting on about there being no afterlife for 25 minutes. Sorry about that, everyone. Yeah, I've, I've never been to people. an atheist funeral. I don't, I don't know what they're like. I've only ever been to... I've been to sort of non-completely just, you know, like a, uh, um, a service that's not religious at all, but definitely not an atheist one that's there saying there is nothing. So I don't know what they're like. I imagine they're interested. No, never, never, never been. Victor's in, but again, it's it's down to continuity, and you, and you can't tell in the series one what the character's going to say later on. But he says, "I'm never going to buy any more." Oh no, he I sorry, he says, "I'm never going to buy any new shoes ever again." Yeah, but and I then I've sort of mentioned, oh, but in Dreamland, he actually goes to buy a pair, but that's technically second hand, but they're as good as new, so it's not quite the same. Oh, is yeah. it? Well, because because he, he lost the other shit there. The... Yeah. Sainsbury's shoe men has lost his shoe in there or something. So. And Clive Mantle, he appears in an episode where oh, his gosh. shoes get nicked. Yeah. And uses one there's of the cousins. A, there's, a te- there's a teddy bear under the staircase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Margaret calls out from the kitchen that little Jennifer hasn't half shot up since she last saw her 25 yeah. years ago. Is this Jennifer from We're Put a Living in the Tomb? I think it is, mate. I, yeah. I came to the same conclusion as you. It must be. It makes sense, wouldn't it? 25 yeah. years, add on, you know. Let's say she's eight when Margaret last saw her, 33, four. He's easily have a, a young does. kid in a year's time. So, yeah. It nice. definitely adds up, doesn't that's it? Nice. Under, yeah, obviously, Renwick, when he wrote that 
obviously probably didn't know he was going to include her again, but then yeah. he looked back and went, oh, I've already mentioned this character. So it's funny we never hear about Alice again, because Alice, is Alice the one who turns up later in the series with the two the two kids that Victor looks after? Yeah. Maybe, she's mentioned I, a lot in series one, but and I think she's then dropped, isn't she? I don't remember her name being mentioned again. Would she have found out about Victor tying up the kids and blindfolding them in the garage? Possibly, and then that just did for any relations. They but ever Margaret seen. would really have to chuck him under the bus to do that, because... Oh, no, did they both discover it? It wasn't just Margaret, was it? Did they uh, both discover... No, it was just Margaret. Margaret came back. Yeah, she'd have to, she'd have to drop Victor under the bus. Yeah. Really. She'd, I wouldn't have, I can't imagine her saying, yeah, basically what he did was he tied up your kids, <laughs> and and blindfolded them and put them in the garage. <laughs> I mean, you never know. The mum might say, oh, best thing for him. Like, you know, yes. why, why I thought that. But, uh... Victor's still looking up medical things in the dictionary, which... Did, did Chris Gernon say this was David Renwick's own copy? Or was it just that David... Oh, obsessed it, with medical David said it as well. Yeah, it is. I don't know if it's this... The same one throughout because in the trial he's he's quite prominent, isn't it? That yeah, medical dictionary. I think that one is definitely David's, but I don't know about this first series. I don't know if he uses right. the same one throughout. I'd have to watch those episodes again and compare the yeah. book to the same. Yeah. Um, and he uses it in Tales of Terror. Yeah, that's right. When he's yeah. looking up something to do with the yeah. um black pudding related issue. Just meant just going back to the trial briefly. For years, until I got the subtitles, I never knew it was zip fastener injuries. The way he says it so quickly, I, I had no idea what it was. So that, that joke was always lost on me. Same here. I thought yeah. it was just some random thing, that illness or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the sort of slight, slight the, way, the way Richard Wilson delivers it. Zip fastener injuries or something. It just it, this is breaks why... it up in such a way that you can't really hear it, can you? So... This is why, we another reason why we need a... A script book to come out because there oh, are scripts gosh, online yeah. only yeah. for the only for the episodes, not the specials. But I'd love it there to be a hard copy of the scripts with little tiny nugget details in there. Oh, about mate, the meaning now, now you're talking. Well, I mentioned to you, Father Ted did did one, and and they did that. That they they um put a lot of little comments in there about little why they wrote things they did or things they cut out, whatever. Uh, I think Blackadder's done it. They've they they did a script book. Balls and horses, of course. I. One foot's big enough to have that. Um, oh, Royal family, they they've got family didn't. Yeah, MB Badly did one because uh, Simon Nye writes in it and that. So yeah, MBB's done one. Well, I know the closest we'll get is I know David is writing his. He's writing an autobiography, but not like in the really? sense that it's going to be released. It's just he's just keep he's got a diary, so he hasn't called it. Alt- he's just he's been keep, keep to a journal for the last. Oh. Brilliant. And when I spoke to him last on the podcast, he got up to about 1997. Oh, so wow. he's got ages to go to wow. cover Jonathan Creek here anyway. Oh, mate. And everything in Love Soup. And... Gold, just to kind of hear some of those stories, background stories. Well, it, say it takes out, things to include. Gosh, wow. I'll, I'll have to ask him when I, when I speak to him next, you know, how far are you into writing this book? Because yeah. he didn't say it in such a way he's going to get a publisher to publish it and sell it. Maybe it's just posterity, just, you know, so it's there, isn't it? And, you know, family, family members or whatever want to see it or hardcore fans like us want to read it. Then. Definitely <laughs> yeah. buy it. Definitely um, buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, the next, I think this is the next day in the kitchen. Yeah. Margaret's on the phone to her mum speaking about yeah. Victor's paranoia with, with illness. And we see, we see Victor with his Robin friend. She's admiring yeah. quite captivating shot of him in the garden, actually, with the piano music. 
which that bit of music is used in a few of these episodes actually Margaret speaks to them yeah it's quite and it's interesting now we have Margaret talking over the top don't we yeah that's that's unusual I don't think that's done again is it it's just an interesting filming technique I just just noted that down as it's 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 sort of done in Dreamland where uh, where oh talking to the old lady and a little bit in the start of Wisdom of the Witch when Mark's oh, writing yeah. a letter Sorry, mate, to... you just shot, shot my thing. I play there. No, yeah, absolutely. But right. this is different. <laughs> this is different, though, isn't it? This is a different. Well, because it's, of... it's real time as well, isn't real it? Time, it's real that's time. That's what you know, the phrase I was to... outside, and, and yeah, you could have easily just kept those two two, two scenes separate, but it just yeah. works. Her commenting on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love these little moments with Victor. He goes into that garden about four or five times in this episode, and it, and it's lovely. It really is just that. Yeah, just just a really poignant little moments when, when yes. he's in there. Just slow. Arguably, maybe slows the episode down. Maybe not pacey, but I think it works still. Doesn't matter in this episode at all because there's there's not a lot happening in this episode, is there? Let's be it's honest. not really. It's, it doesn't. It, it's it's, it, it's got a very Seinfeld feel to it of just yeah. everyday observations of what's going on in the house. You know? I love Seinfeld. I got into Seinfeld oh, very Seinfeld. late to the basically last or when I was waiting for my son to arrive. Right. Yeah, um, I was just I was just watching Seinfeld. Oh, you can watch it back to back, Seinfeld. Just, Brilliant. Yeah, there's just no. I think even Larry David, who wrote it, said it's just a show about nothing. Like you know, nothing really happens. Characters don't really move on. But no. yeah, <laughs> great um, stuff. Margaret's recalling Victor watching to just to highlight his anxieties. He's he's watched a program on spontaneous combustion where people just suddenly blow up, and he. Yeah. He wouldn't come out of the shower after learning, well, after watching that particular program. It reminded me of, did you ever watch Jack D's Lead Balloon? No, it's one I've always Very had good. an eye on to watch, but yeah, whenever the opportunity is presented, I've never really sort of done anything about it. But yeah, there's something, there's there's a similar thing in that where he's someone plays a prank on him to, to explain. He's, he's uh, dedicating all his time to this charity, a made up charity, right. to raise awareness to this disease, which causes people to blow up and he's made a fall off of belief in it and um lead balloon is just fantastic i don't think it's actually on any of the streaming services you'd you'd have to get right. on dvd right if you're, okay. if you're yeah. that way inclined with dvds I, I do enjoy jack d jack d very very yeah, yeah. funny guy his stand-up's yeah. very good um yeah. his episode of jonathan creek's very good um yeah when he's on shooting stars he was he was a he was a great sort of mark lamar substitute wasn't he when mark lamar yeah Better, better than Will Self, I thought. Um, yeah, yeah, Will Self was a bit droll, but I could watch that back and go, obviously that droll nature was yeah. the quarterback, but if you hear Will yeah. Self speak anyway, he is kind is of like exactly that. He's that quite that, right. very you pompous know, guy. Yeah, obviously, I think Mark Lamar put a bit of a persona on because he's quite a, quite a chatty DJ, isn't he, most of the time, but he was this yeah. kind of miserable 50s throwback, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> And then they used to just absolutely rip him, didn't they? Absolutely. And he would just sit there and take it and then give something back. <laughs> Jack, with your face like a. <laughs> That'll be that every time. Like tired walnut or something. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, with your face like a needless comment. <laughs> like troubled magnets. <laughs> like a sun dried fart. <laughs> Jack! Jack D, with your face like a neglected radish. <laughs> with your face like a cowboy's crack. <laughs> like a forgotten tunnel. 
with your face like a hard-boiled bollock. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, later in the uh, day in the living room, Mark was looking over this. He's got a rash on his back, basically. So his his anxieties have have, have come to to light, actually. There is something going on. And the doctor arrives, Dr. Snellgrove, played by Helen Fraser. Yeah. She is ra- she's rather less than helpful. Well, let's have a little look at it then, shall we? Christ almighty, it's all over your back, man. <laughs> you stop saying Christ almighty, it's all over my back. <laughs> and she's just not, she's just the least helpful GP. Yeah. And especially when she says... What do you reckon it is? <laughs> well, I don't know, do I? You're the doctor, you tell me. What do you reckon it and is then? <laughs> sort of... I've I've experienced that with a couple of doctor's appointments oh, I've had over the years. Where they say, like, "Have you looked it up? What, what what have you found?" Like, I yeah. think Robin, my my fiance, she she was asked by a doctor to to check on Wikipedia. Oh my, or something. It, she, it was true, honestly to God. Web WebMD is it WebMD? WebMD is another one. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Just check it out yourself first before you go. Mm. What? What? Do you mind if I get your expert opinion before I go what? go onto a forum? Cheers. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's that's dangerous, isn't it? Dangerous. That's only happened a couple of times. I mean, I don't go to doctor doctors all the time, just a handful of times over the years, thankfully. Yeah. But I've once or twice they've just said, "Oh." But I suppose we're living that age where, right on your fingertips, you can look up certain things just to liken a symptom to something. But yeah, I don't know, crazy. So is it only this? This is the first time he sees a doctor. The second first, time, I think, is series. Si- is it series six? He goes to see the. Or is it consultant about his... Um, is a consultant, wasn't it? Consultant, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And he's a little bit more sympathetic, isn't he? Uh, yeah. A little bit more professional, but... Um, Much yeah, more professional, bit, yeah. Just bricking it, isn't he? Yeah. Sort of a filler yeah. episode, isn't it? I mean, he's in, yeah. he's in the garden. He's reading the Daily Mirror. Did you recognise the back like, cover of the Daily Mirror there? Oh, that's what... Let me just get onto it. Right so, because on. I've, I've gone full-on geek and researched this. I find any time there's a headline in a newspaper, I just can't quite make out what it says or what it means. Oh, no, this, this, this you can see in the end. Let's have well, a look. I say you can see. Palace Axe, Nine Gold Perry. Nine Gold Perry. So this is Perry Suckling, a goalkeeper, what a name, for Crystal Palace. And they lost 9-0 to Liverpool um, on the 12th of September, 1989. So that would fit in perfectly with when it was filmed, wouldn't it? It's a great way to reference when it was filming, like you said, yeah. Yeah, that that newspaper wouldn't have been purchased after that date, obviously. No, sorry, before that date. So exactly. you know, we're roughly when that would have been uh, filmed. You know, that might be the twelfth of September, but that could have easily been filmed in October, November. Just yeah, to use that easily, easily. Yeah, that's you brilliant. Had, you know, this you got like Peter Beardsley, Ian Rush playing for Liverpool, Barnes. John Barnes, um, uh, Alan Pardew's playing for Crystal Palace, Christ. John Pemberton. Yeah, it's Ian Wright, very young Ian Wright playing for them. So yeah, that's just I mean. it's absolutely irrelevant, but just thought it was really interesting to. No, to I like that. No, no, because sometimes you think they they must make you know like in bottom when they're reading a paper in, in bottom. I think that yes. is made up a lot of the time. Yeah, you can't really see anything that's, that looks like it could be real there. But yeah, with something like this, they obviously just props department just just gave him a mirror. And like thing as well, because you know, our, our good friend or your good friend, um, Rich Wilson is is labor leaning that he would want a daily mirror rather than a, yeah, a, 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 you know, classic labor, though, or, yeah, classic labor, yeah, classic labor in the garden to read the, the daily mirror, 
yeah. he's just kicking back, I suppose, reflecting on how he he's actually reflecting on how he treated those Jehovah Witnesses. And is there any link to the trial when he's uh Well he's bit... reflecting on uh, uh, getting the Danny Long legs, wasn't he? Um, but also how he spoke to he got a letter from was it the oh, religious group? Thou thou knowest thou call us um something bastards the other day. Yeah, that he? wasn't yeah. the Jehovah's Witnesses, was it? Or was it, it? Might have been, might have been, or it might have been evangelists, um, Christians. I don't know. Yeah, Def- definitely some group that he'd upset. Um, yeah, and yeah, he, he feels guilty for it, doesn't he? So he does just show that, doesn't he? You know, in in, um, in the episode with with our friend Mr. Mr. Mahoney, um, Mr. Mahoney, Mr. Mahoney, when he, when he locks him in the, the patio doors. Yeah, uh, feels terrible for doing that, doesn't he? Afterwards. Uh, yeah, he he he's he's always he's often um, reflecting, and yeah, he's regretful of the way he's approached that. He might be right in in uh, the message he's trying to convey, but how yeah. he conveys it, like locking someone in their porch way, isn't isn't the best. Yeah. Margaret's on the way to to work in this scene. Yeah, she's dismissed Victor's anxiety anxieties about this rash, and just reaffirms what the doctor said about it just being a virus. And I thought. Oh, the yeah. difference in attitudes then to a virus. It's just a virus, yeah, get over uh, it now. It's like, yeah, it's a exactly. virus. Yeah, no, knowing what we know now, yeah. Knowing what we know now, just, yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, despite it being a sunny day, Margaret said the forecast predicts a cold, cold and fog. So, yeah, before he does fall asleep, um, he does spot a, a cat um, in his garden. He shoes it away with a rake. Yeah. And he kicks back to some classic FM as he drifts off. Of course, he now wakes up in this fog-like weather to some like apocalyptic music wakes up in a daze it's doesn't he very neptune the mystic isn't it from planets is it? yeah okay i just did i did a quick shazam when it was on so. well done because i didn't do that <laughs> the only reason i knew the earlier bit of music as well is because it's on mba and badly um mm. on the end of the dorothy the video dorothy the movie video and it's the jupiter suite so it's gone oh from, yes. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Neptune, so yeah, very very um, death heavy this episode. He, he knocks himself oh, out yeah. with the the very rake he shooed the cat with. So a bit of bit of instant karma. Yeah, there. definitely. It's like sideshow side Bob style. If you've seen that oh, in gosh. the Simpsons. Yeah, <laughs> and again, we don't see a lot of that kind of obvious slapstick, do we? Again, you know, uh, it's it's it sort of works. But how many people actually do step on rakes and do that? I don't know. <laughs> Would you do it in the? In that kind of fog, like uh, maybe, but and, the chances of you stepping on it and then you hitting you square in the face, or not, not just going off to the side or something. It's a small chance it happened, but unlikely. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, but it lands. And also, it... do you not think that fog's a little bit dramatic? I've never known fog like that. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe you get fog like that. Just dramatised, um, isn't it, to make him yeah. think he's 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 a <laughs> uh... fog, but just not like swirling fog. You know, he's obviously a smoke machine, isn't it? The, 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 the well, I find that when you see fog from a distance and say in a hazy fog in the fields, and you if you go to walk into that field, you wouldn't know it was there because yeah. you're in amongst the fog and you can see everything. True. It's a, bit of a weird illusion that true. you think, oh, that's really cloudy down there, that's and you true. walk through this cloudy fog, and it's yeah, yeah. But it's it's enough for him to think he's he's died. Oh, okay. well, he's yeah. in, in hospital. Yeah. yeah, he's he's thinks he's faced with God. Just the man with the white beard basically grabs him by the scruff, <laughs> asking all these damning questions like, "Why yeah. was I kicked out of my job? Chris Back is yeah. in the garden. Why is it hard to open rich tea biscuits?" <laughs> <laughs> Margaret comes in, separates him from the man, puts his mind at rest. Mr. Partridge is the guy. Mr. Partridge, God. yeah. I was trying to think of his the name. Tonsillitis. Actually, yeah. yeah, Mr. Partridge. Back home, the final scene, sort of in the kitchen garden. It turns yeah, out Victor's actually allergic to terrilene. 
And I think Terry, that's, yeah. that from the, was that picked up from the flannel he used of Margaret's? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he, yeah. he uh, goes outside to clear any sort of litter, ultimately ends up feeding his little friend. And actually one of the first of many sad moments in the show, really, when he does lose one of his, the few things yeah. he has outside of his marriage that brought him some peace. Yeah. And yeah, the bird's been killed by its predator, which he buries. And I, I, I remember talking about this and when I reviewed this episode, but David in that Richard Webber book was really unhappy with that prop. I thought it was looked oh, was he? Oh, I'd never perfectly uh, convincing. I've seen some bad props of animals before, but that isn't one of them. So I think that, that works really well. I think it works fine. And it just I mean, ends I'll probably go back and look at it now and probably, yeah, go agree with him. But yeah, it didn't, didn't jump out the screen at me at all. It'd be a problem. That'd be worrying if it did jump out the screen at you. <laughs> well, these new tallies, mate, you know, they can do all sorts of stuff. You know? <laughs> 3D now. <laughs> ne- next door, throw a can and lands on top of the burial, which is quite kind of Heineken. Heineken, yeah. yeah. I don't think there's yeah. any meaning behind it being Heineken. No, yeah, I don't think there is. Just a bit probably... of a somber moment at the end. I don't know what the message was, but basically, <laughs> don't fuck with the cat, which is a yeah. title for a Netflix t- um, documentary. If you've seen that, don't fuck with cats. Kitty was always going to get his way. <laughs> I summed it up as that whatever nice you have in this world, someone can come along and spoil it. Like, yeah. Which is not the best message to go away with, is it? But it's kind of very gritty and realistic for how Victor's feeling that, yeah, you know, his his world's come crashing down. He's trying to build new world, but it just seems like he's trying trying really hard, and, and it's not coming to fruition yet. So was was this the first episode that we when we sort of I suppose we can agree it is a, a character building episode. It's the first episode I probably noticed Margaret getting a bit shirty with Victor and. Yeah. Victor's yeah. anxieties with illness and death comes to light a bit more. Yeah. Thinking he's uh yeah, hypochondriac Victor, basically. Well, I think because a lot happens in that first episode, obviously he gets made redundant, goes to find another job, then has the thing at the community hall and the magic stuff. This almost slows the pace right down and mm. maybe just introduces us to the characters a little bit more, you know, just gives us time to see what makes Victor what makes Victor tick, what makes Margaret tick, you know, sorts of things. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a very character-heavy episode, and just the two of them, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's Apparently, yeah. I, that's a that's a fair summary. Uh, under under the uh, references of connections of this show, the mask of the Red Death. Ah, I was going to mention that, that correctly. Mask way. Mask. That. So Vincent Price was in that. Now, this is a question I'm actually going to ask. Well, record and ask. David Renwick, but does he have a, is he a big fan of Vincent Price? Because there's quite a lot of references to Vincent Price in One Foot. There's um, Pit and Pendulum, which is a film he was in. It's also yeah. a Edgar Allan Poe novel, I think. And also The Abominable Doctor Five, which is one of my favourite films, horror films. Okay. Doctor Fives, and that's mentioned in Beware the Trickster on the Roof. So, yeah, it's a couple of references to Vincent Price there. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good shot. Yeah, Can I just say, Baby Lulu has been perfection. Thank you, mate. I was a bit a bit worried at first. There's a couple of airy moments when she started to like perk up, but you're just moving her around a bit and she settles down. She's fine. Yeah. yeah. So I'll be well, saying, you know, two, six hours time, two in the morning when she's doing this. <laughs> you know, the patience may not be as, uh, as 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 good as this. But yeah, yeah. No, she's she's, she's absolutely she's beautiful. Thank, and it's great. It's nice my, you. my youngest guest on the podcast to date. Actually. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, she's not many, not, not many well, uh, people her age have been on the pod. So. Mate, in, in twenty years' time, you know, when when you you and I 
our families meet up for a beer, we'll play this episode back to them and say, yeah, <laughs> you were on this episode. <laughs> awesome, isn't it? Well, yeah. with, with regards to this episode, what would you score that out of 10? Um, out of 10, probably a 7. I think, like I say... That's, that's quite generous. I'm not yeah, saying it's it, like it, a two. It's not, it's not my favourite one in series one by any means. I think probably um, probably the last episode um, is name escapes me right now. But um, yeah, that's probably my favourite episode. But yeah, there's 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 some really funny little funny little bits. Like I say, I love the stuff in the garden. I think that just is a nice, really poignant bit and foreshadows Victor's lovely monologues in, in mm. the trial. The whole stuff with the medical dictionary again just sets the sets the scene for what with an experience of Victor with that. I say the only thing with me was the yoga bit I thought was just maybe a little bit long for 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 what it is, but then it kind of works still. You know, it's, it's not it's, there's, with, there's with, a lot worse things on television I've seen, you know, it's oh definitely not bad at all. It's it's just yeah. This is still a ten compared to although well, I watched the Tuckers and I, I, I really enjoyed the Tuckers, but I I, I really want studio sitcoms to come back live audiences do we want another mrs brown's boys because yeah i mean i, I was you know, i uh that's, that's... mentioned that to graham then i said us but yeah i felt cruel doing that because at least they're doing studio sitcoms. well they are but it's just pantomime isn't it really it's pantomime it's, just, it's breaking the fourth wall and all just, that stuff yeah it's just not that funny you know people out there love it and, and actually you know fair place them but it's just not for me gets but... a lot of grief doesn't it <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm partial to some of the Christmas there. specials. I don't know why. All right, over the years, I, I, it would have just been on on the TV, and certain memories at Christmas sit with you, even if it's stuff you didn't wouldn't usually watch. So to, there's two or three Christmas specials I don't mind because it's Christmassy, but yeah. I, I don't watch the regular series uh, if I'm honest. With Victor's caring side, very much brought out with the with the bird. It's yeah. funny how he wasn't so asked about Nikki the cockatiel. In only story, no. maybe that's because that's Mrs. Warboys and the fact Mrs. That Warboys, that's Warboys, that link, isn't there? Rates him. It, um, it, it took a lot for him to be persuaded to look after Nippy. Yeah, he he really would have benefited from a uh, a dog, I think. What companion? Just tacking on to that as well. Part of me thinks as well. I know, obviously, maybe this has not been thought about when this episode was, was written, but it makes you realise what an amazing dad he would have been. Oh my god! Yeah, his his, his manner and tone. And kind of, you know, literally looking after something. He, when he when he when he looks after something, he does it really well, doesn't he? He puts everything into it. Proper it, morals he's know, got, isn't it? Yeah. If, if Stuart had had still been had survived, still been around, he, you know, this is kind of how he would be with Stuart, I think, wouldn't he? You know. I absolutely agree, mate. No, it's it's um it's been great to review with you, Mr. Simon. And if you remember being badly fan, and of course you listen to this podcast, thank you. But Go over to don't forget your goodbye gherkins and on Twitter. What's the handle at MBB Pod? At isn't MBB it? Pod. Yeah, that's MBB Pod. So, so you're nearly you're a couple of series down, nearly aren't couple you? Series, but... Couple series, down. I'm, I'm moving to sort of um, what's the word? Twice a month, um, mm. just while we, you know, just getting into being. Well, yeah, doing that, that, doing that, that minor thing of bringing up a, a baby <laughs> and a four or five year old. Yeah, yeah, and then um, yeah, then I'll be back up series and series three. Yeah, like I could say that's more. Be honest, UK Gold, people don't know Series 1 and 2. That's another reason I should have said this earlier. Don't know Series 1 and 2 because UK Gold don't really show it, I don't think. They start no. their repeats from Series 3. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Series 3 to, to the last episodes are known very well. So people will yeah. recognise those episodes more, hopefully. So. Well, it's been marvellous having you and Lulu on. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, young man. Thank yes, you uh, for having us. <laughs> that's right. And thank you, listeners, for continuing to listen to this podcast and, and for listening to episodes I've already reviewed. 
but I'm really grateful. And um, please leave reviews for both Simon and I. It, it helps the podcast become more and more discoverable. Thank you to those who have left reviews. And if you haven't, um, please do if you're able to. Simon, it's been a pleasure. You too, sir. Take care. One foot in the grave.